Hi, everyone, and welcome to the July 30th, 2021 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Today marks the second part of my interview with Nissan Canada CEO Steve Millette. We'll discuss how the pandemic affected the marketing of the new Rogue and dig into Nissan's decision to discontinue the sale of the Titan pickup in Canada to focus on the Frontier pickup and Rogue and Pathfinder crossovers. All that on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I want to double back to the product lineup for a moment. It's been almost a year since it was first reported that the Titan full-size pickup um, will be discontinued for sale in Canada. What's the feedback been from dealers and consumers on that decision? Uh, good question. I, I'd say for us, I mean, if we go back to the um, the next transformation plan, um, I mean, we we heard you know the most senior of leaders talk about focus and prioritization. Um, you know, even amongst countries, uh, and certainly within the product lines that we would participate. Um, and so for us in Canada, what that meant is that some of the tough decisions that needed to be made in this in this optics of being super focused and prioritized on some of the core segments, uh, Titan was one of the vehicle lines that, um, you know, was chosen to be discontinued. Um, from our perspective, what that means is from a resource allocation perspective, um, we know that we can we can do much better uh, and focus even more so on the on the on the rogue segment as an example and we can grow even more so on uh pathfinder when it comes in and we can do even more so on frontier when that comes in and so for us it's it's really putting our resources on the vehicle lines where we can uh, collectively with our dealers uh grow and have a sustainable business so i i would say for now um, obviously we haven't launched the new frontier and the pathfinder is just on the verge of arriving here in Canada. But um, I think when you reflect back 12 months from now and you look at the success that we're going to have by putting uh, the resources where it matters for us, um, I think we'll see that it's uh, it's certainly uh, the right decision that was taken at that point in time. Um, and for us, Frontier uh, will, um, you know, we sold Frontier in the past. We did quite well in Canada. It is uh, a fast-growing segment, and um, I think our volume is just going to quantum leap in that segment. Uh, the full-size utility, it is a fast-growing segment in Canada. In fact, last month, it was uh, the fastest-growing segment in Canada, and we're about to, uh, to come in with a, with a segment winner. So I, I think it's the, it's the right decision, and, and we don't look back. We look forward, um, and I think from a, from a total volume perspective, our dealers uh, will be quite pleased with that. Well, I wanted to touch on the Frontier because this is a truck in a segment where Ram, for example, doesn't have an offering in that segment. Are you sort of ahead of the curve when it comes to that size pickup? I mean, is it more lucrative? What makes that midsize buyer attractive to Nissan? Is it, is it Are there Canadians that you can win over as the other automakers try and enter that segment? Uh, good question. I, you know what? If if you go back in time and history, I, I'd say that Nissan actually created that uh, compact truck segment in North America. It was 1959 when the first uh, Datsun 220 um, was actually launched in in North America. So from a uh, from a product expertise, from a segment expertise, uh, certainly Nissan has what it takes uh, to to win in that segment. And and on top of that, it's been a growing segment. 
uh, here in Canada. So I, I do think that for us, we have the right size pickup truck. I mean, from a wheelbase perspective, uh, you can easily maneuver in cities and it's a, it's a perfectly agile vehicle for the weekends. And then you can, you can uh, carry your off-road uh, toys uh, for adventures, um, whatever Canadians would need this vehicle for. Um, I think uh, Titan or um, Frontier can do it right from a uh, from a horsepower, 310 horsepower V6 engine. Like it's got all all you need from a from a, a utility uh, standpoint, uh, but it also allows you to uh, perhaps have a a bigger presence even in in key metro markets, and that's that's our vision of um, of Frontier. So we, uh, we, we do believe, obviously, we've done quite well with the previous generation. It was uh, quite uh, overdue for uh, a significant refresh. And, and this vehicle, like when we showed our dealers, um, and, uh, and this is pre-pandemic, uh, but uh, we, we had brought them into Chicago um, in August of 2019, and we kind of showed them the future. From a Canadian dealer perspective, I would say that uh, the Frontier is the one that uh, was the most exciting because of the potential it does represent. You recently made some executive changes um, at Nissan Canada. Uh, Ken Hearn is the new director of marketing for Nissan Canada, and Trevor Longley, Longley excuse me, is the director of dealer network development and c- customer quality. These were moves made after Adam Patterson left for Nissan Oceana out of Australia. Both Ken and Trevor are Canadian. You're Canadian. How important is it for the company and maybe the dealers, I'm curious, to have Canadians across the board at the helm of Nissan Canada? Well, I'd say that it's very important. Um, obviously, Canadian talent is uh, is in hot demand in our company. Um, I mean, Adam, um, he was tapped on the shoulder. He was very happy to... Uh, relocate uh, to to Melbourne, Australia, to to be the managing director. So he was promoted for uh, that new position. So it, it was great news, great career development for Adam. Uh, certainly for Ken, it allows him to round out his uh, his experience here at uh, Nissan Canada with this new marketing role. Trevor um, has extensive after sales experience. You know, he went to a uh, to the U.S. Now he's being repatriated to Canada for this uh, this new role. Again, this adds to his uh, expertise as well uh, in terms of dealer network and customer quality. But for us, I mean, from a leadership team, um, you know, some of us have grown, um, you know, coast to coast in this country. We know this country extremely well from a uh, from an industry standpoint, from a cultural standpoint. So I'd say for me and and for the leadership of, of Nissan, it's important to have uh, Canadians uh, in uh, the key positions here in Canada. From a dealer perspective, I mean, you you um, from a dealer perspective, what they want is to have success, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and and if if Canadians are at the helm and uh, they understand their business, they understand their culture, they understand um, their market, um, I think that is the way to go. But in the end, they want performance, right? There's, there's right. no use having Canadians if we're not performing. Um, uh, but on the flip side, I, I do think uh, that we have the right team um, and that uh, with the extensive knowledge that we have of, um, of the country, that it, it's, it's the right thing to do for the country. It's the right thing to do for the dealers. Uh, we're, we're all here for the right reasons, and we want to create a sustainable business for, uh, for dealers for years to come. Last question. In the announcement regarding these executive changes, um, 
One of the things that was said was that Ken will be responsible for auto shows. I'm curious, post-COVID, where does Nissan Canada stand on auto shows? Will it participate in all, some, or none of these auto shows across Canada? Because we know they vary in size based, you know, Toronto versus Calgary versus Vancouver, for example. They're all different sizes. Some are international, some are not. Does Do you plan to return to live events when they become available? That is a good question. I, I think those are ongoing discussions that we're having now, uh, not just internally, but with the uh, with the auto show representatives, right from from all the shows across the country. Um, that is a discussion that that we are having. Obviously, you know, as Canadians, we're we're looking forward to uh, more live events and uh, to be able to participate in uh, auto shows or to participate in events where people can safely congregate. I mean, that's, that, that means that the market has opened up quite, uh, quite significantly. So we're not, uh, we're not opposed to auto shows. If that's what you're looking for, we are, <laughs> no, no, I was uh, just curious we, we, where we go from here. Yeah, we, we, we will continue those discussions. Obviously, you know, it, it's, uh, from a, a consumer interaction perspective, uh, it, it, it allows people to come and, and experience our products. Um, some of the auto shows, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that come in and they, uh, they're not buyers today, uh, but uh, they are future um, uh, buyers, uh, uh, owners of new vehicles. And, and uh, the sooner you can make a positive impression on those people, the better. And so we will continue to look at, um, you know, how this society evolves over time. And if the auto she- season is back uh, on track for this, uh, this fiscal year of ours, um, and then we'll see where we take it from there. But, but certainly, uh, I, I do think that the big auto shows uh, across the country will come back. It's, it's just a matter of time. Um, and we're looking forward to continue our discussions with them. Steve, always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That does it for part two of my conversation with Steve Millette. We reached Steve at his office in the greater Toronto area. You can listen to the first half of our chat by heading to our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. And be sure to subscribe to have our weekly show delivered right to your email inbox. Just visit automotivenews.ca. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glayson at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.